There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Be dazzled this holiday season by Northern Virginia's largest drive-through light show at Bull Run Festival of Lights. Celebrate the holidays as a family while staying warm and cozy. Drive the festival route from the comfort of your car. Turn off your headlights and just follow the magical glow through two and a half miles of dazzling displays in Bull Run Regional Park in Centerville, Virginia. Plan your visit now. When you visit by mid-December, you'll save. Get your tickets today at bullrunfestivaloflights.com. That's bullrunfestivaloflights.com. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. One church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. Bible's high. You can you can you can sit. You can stand. You can sit. Crisscross applesauce. <laughs> Lift your Bible's high. Let's make our conf- y'all. I'm so ready to preach. I got my harvest chucks on. I'm so ready to preach. It's <laughs> a gift. Y'all ready? Let's go. I'm ready to receive and fully submit to God's word, which is a lamp to my feet and the light to my path. In this year of fruitfulness, I will manifest good results in every area of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we pray that you'd speak to us now. Do what you do when you do how you do when you do it because you do it so well. We're open and we're ready to receive tonight. Can I get you to say, Lord, have your way in me tonight. Say, Lord, speak to me with power tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So, guys, we're in week one of our series called... Come on, really? We're in week one of our series called Pound. Why? Because 1 Corinthians 4.20 says, for the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom? It is God's way of doing things. It is God's MO, his modus operandi. God says, I just don't talk about it. I like to walk it out. I'm not just a God of conversation. Watch me. I'm a God of demonstration. I'm not just a God of conversation. I'm a God of manifestation. For some of you, your disenchantment with Christianity along your journey perhaps was because you saw people who talked about it and never walked it out. You saw people who talked about what God could do, but yet you didn't see him do it for them. I need you to know you're the one that's going to be the interruption. You're the one that's going to see manifestation. I need you not to be mad that other people didn't want to walk in power. God says, I set you aside because you were the one that was going to walk in power. I need you not to be frustrated about your past. Why? Because your past was nothing more than preparation to get you ready for the power. God's ready to manifest in your life. I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, I'm ready now. 
You wouldn't have appreciated power before, watch this, because you hadn't gone through enough pain before. You hadn't gone through enough processing before. You hadn't gone through enough difficulties before. The vicissitudes of life did not have you ready to uh, operate in power, and so you wouldn't have been able to do anything with it had God did it. Watch me last year. I need you to be grateful for the stuff God shut down in 18 and the stuff he shut down in February and the stuff he shut down in September because God says, you weren't ready for power then, but I need you to look up and down your row say but I'm ready now I need some of you to get ready because God says it's going to happen just like that. In one moment, you're going to be in the back. In the next moment, you're going to be in the front. One moment, you're going to be practicing. The next moment, you're going to be sitting on the bench. One moment, you're going to be the tail. And the next moment, you're going to be the head. I need you to shout it like it's about to hit your house. Shout power. God says, I don't do stuff just talking about it. God is not a talker. He's a walker. This is why you got to be leery of people who are always talking about God said this to them. And God said this to them. And God said this to them. Listen to me. God is not careless with his words. God is not careless with what he says. God is not careless. The scripture says in Hebrews that when he speaks, he shakes everything that can be shaken so that those things which cannot be shaken shall remain. Watch me. For some of you, the shaking you've been experiencing is because God said, I'm releasing a word in your life that's going to release you from all of the mess, all of the drama. Watch me. All of the people who don't qualify to reign with you. Because there's some people who wouldn't suffer with you, so they cannot qualify to reign with you. If they couldn't be with you in your valley, they don't get to come with you on your mountain. And I need you to be comfortable letting some people go because they didn't qualify for where you are about to go. God says the kingdom is not just in, watch this, in talk, but it is in what? power. God says, I'm not just into saying it, I'm into seeing it. Our God is a God of action. Say action. Action. He's a God of manifestation. Say manifestation. Manifestation. Listen, what God's about to do for somebody on your row is simply to prove that he ain't just a talker. Can we have some real conversation? For some of you, your issue, watch this, with leaders in your life is that you always walk them, watch them talk about stuff, but you never saw them get anything done. You watch maybe your mother, your father, your uncle, your brother. You watch them talk about it, but you never saw them do it. And I need you to realize God says, but you're going to be the one I'm going to do it through. That's going to be the lesson for somebody else. So watch me. If we were look at this, God says, I'm not just into talk. I am into power. We learned on Sunday that that word power is the word dunamis. Say dunamis. Dunamis means it's a miracle within itself. It means ability. God says, I want to give you ability. So check it out. The kingdom of God doesn't consist in talk, but it consists in, watch this, miracles. It consists in ability. Look at me. You are not helpless. For everybody in here who feels like, I don't know what to do, I rebuke you acting dumb. You didn't have to like it. It's true. I rebuke you acting like, watch this, like you're going to go out like a chump. I rebuke you thinking that it's not going to work together for your good. God says, I want to give you ability. What does that mean? You'll be dropped into a situation that you were not qualified for. You were not prepared for. But God says, I'm going to give you power, which is my ability, so that when you sit in the seat, you'll know what to do with the seat. Somebody say, he's giving me ability. And people will say, where did you go to school for this? And you'll be able to say, you know what? I wish I could tell you that it was my pedigree. I wish I could tell you it was my education. But the truth of the matter is, this ain't nothing but God. 
which means you'll get it without the degree. I wish I had somebody in here tonight. You'll get it without the background. You'll get it without the years of experience. God says, I give you ability. So the kingdom consists not just of talk, but of miracles, but of ability, but of abundance. That's what the word power means. Say abundance. abundance. God says, I don't need you in lack. Say lack is whack. Uh huh. Say meaning. He says the kingdom is in meaning. In other words, I told you on Sunday, that's the why behind the what. God says my kingdom always has a why. And for some of you, watch this, your challenge is and your issue is that you are often dealing with what's, but you don't know the why, so the what frustrates you. You get frustrated when folk act crazy with you, not realizing that faith works by love, which means, watch this, the enemy says, if I can get you offended, you won't walk in love, and if you won't walk in love, your faith won't work. Touch your neighbor, say, don't fall for the okie doke this week. Watch. God says, I always have a why behind the what, which means when you are operating according to God's plan, God's principle, which is the kingdom, God says there's always a why behind the what. There's a why behind why they don't like you. I says, and it has nothing to do with where you're at. It has everything to do with where you are going. Watch the, watch the, it means ability, abundance, meaning, might. For the kingdom, watch this, of God is not in talk, but it's in might. God says, I'm going to give you might when you fight. In other words, when you fight, you're going to win. Then it means to be a worker of a miracle. So God says, not only do I want to uh, uh, show you miracles, he says, but I want to actually work a miracle through you. Part of the power we have is that we get to be somebody else's miracle. You miss me. You get to be somebody else's miracle. You get to be somebody else's answer. So watch this. If you if you only focus on your situations, your circumstances, your issues, you'll miss your opportunity to be somebody else's miracle because your misery is making you miss the moment. I need you to realize God's going to put some people in your path where you're going to be their miracle. There's going to be some people, watch this, where he's going to say pay their groceries. And as you become their miracle, then God's going to send something your way to be your miracle. I need you to stop being so stingy. Don't be selfish. Don't hold on to stuff so tight. Why? Because God says, if I can get you to release, then I can get you some increase. Then it means, then it means, then it means, then it means, then it means strength. For the kingdom of God is not in talk, but in strength. God says, I'm not weak. You know what bothers me about American Christianity is that it paints Jesus as some weak man. Walking around as some suffering. Oh, I'm just suffering through life. Jesus is like, I'm a G. When they were like, we're going to kill you. Jesus said, let me help you understand something because you need some help. You can't kill me. <laughs> he says, I'm going to give up my life freely, but I don't even want you to think in your head that you even have the power to kill me. See, there's some people that they think they got power with you that you need to sometimes let them know you ain't got it like that. Jesus walked around with such a strength that his strength offended them. Do you not know that Jesus did not die a, watch this, a religious death? He died a political, watch this, and a justice death? What do you mean? See, watch this. If Jesus had died a spiritual death as a Hebrew, they would have stoned him. Jesus died a political death because the government they were in of Rome, the way that they dealt with this type of issue is that they crucified. You're not hearing me. Jesus was such a threat that he wasn't just an issue for church folk. 
Jesus was so strong that even people in politics and people in government and people in the uh, world system, they were scared of him. I need you to know you sit next to somebody, watch this, that's a threat to status quo. I need you to know you're sitting next to somebody that did not come to take sides, but they came to. I need you to know you're not sitting next to chump change. You're sitting next to somebody that was sent to rule. Let's go conquer and subdue. His strength offended people. Whenever you're strong, you will offend those. Watch this. You will offend those who think your strength is too much. Watch me. Let me set you free. Do not water it down to make them feel comfortable. I want to preach tonight. You either make them come up or maybe you ain't supposed to be around me. I'm not coming down. Come down for what? Then it means mighty work. So the kingdom of God is not in talk, but it's in mighty works. God says, I want to do something through you that like makes the headlines. For a good reason. I want to do something in you. This is what this word power means. Say mighty work. I want to do something in you that makes the family member that can't stand you call you. And say, I apologize for how I've treated you all these years. Because I didn't even realize you were the one I was going to need. Moses' brother and sister, Aaron and Miriam, they gave him hell. But Moses was the only one that could get God to get them out of the mess they got themselves into. Say mighty work. Now, now watch this. Watch this. This is what this word power means. All these are definitions. Then it means violence. We talked about the kingdom suffers violence and the violent take by force. Violence is often associated as a negative word, but the reality is it's not. Violence in scripture, it means that you're focused and unwavering. He says, I'm going to give you the ability to focus. You know why men fail? Broken focus. Hear me, fellas. If you fail, it will not, because, not be because you're not smart enough. It will not be because you don't have the right talent. It will not be because you don't have the right this, that, or the other. It will only be because you, you watch this, because you break focus. Whenever men break focus and get distracted, mm. every man in this building, lift your hands. I rebuke your distractions. Whatever's coming to get you unfocused on what you're supposed to focus on, I rebuke it now in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody to say this about yourself? Say, I rebuke my distractions. Ask me, ask me. Violence means focused and unwavering. Now, unwavering means that the waves are going to splash and crash and crest. Unwavering means I don't care. What if the reason they fell off was to see if you would waver? What if the reason it didn't work was to see if you would waver? And I don't know who I'm speaking to tonight, but you've been wavering a little bit. And I speak to the violence on the inside of you. That you would be focused and unwavering. Can I get you to release this over your section and say, we got this thing. Watch. Then it means the power and influence that comes with riches. I taught you that P word, pecuniary ability. Can you say that with me Wednesday? pecuniary ability. God says, I want to give you the power and influence that come with riches. In other words, I want people to treat you like you've hit an income level you haven't. That's what the word means. I'm not making this stuff up. That's what this word means. I want people to look at you and treat you like your bank account has seven, eight. We can ask for it. Nine figures. I'm just saying. You can't stop me from praying. Would you touch your neighbor and say, you can't stop me from asking for it. 
Some of y'all, your issue ain't been you aiming too high. Your issue has been you're aiming too low and you're hitting it. Now unto him that is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we ask. That means to pray for or think. Somebody say, I can ask for it if I want it. Ooh, y'all ain't getting this thing. I need you to say it again. Say, I can ask for it if I want it. Sometimes we live in these boxes. I can't have that. I can't have that. I can't have that. And God says, but just ask though. How are you going to disqualify yourself and you don't even own what it is you could have asked for? I need you to lay your hands on yourself. Say, don't disqualify yourself. Say, ask for what you want. Song says, tell me. This is the 1115 crowd in here, some of y'all. Watch, 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 watch. Here's the next meaning. It means more power. God says, I want to give you the ability to say, watch this, even when wrong is easy, I want you to do right. Can we all be honest that there's lots of times in life where wrong is easy? And God says, real power is when you can, watch this, when you can do right when wrong is easy. Some of y'all talk about, you know what, I just live a holy life because you ain't never been tempted. Y'all ain't going to talk. Some of y'all talking about, I don't cheat because don't nobody want you. I'm just... Ooh, shucky ducky quack quack. Y'all ain't talking to me tonight. If don't nobody want you, you ain't been tempted. But if they lighten it up. Sometimes we say things, sometimes you say things like, you know, I don't have that struggle. And, and what I want to challenge us all to do is to not be judgmental of other people. Because what tempts you may not tempt somebody else and you can't look down on them because they got this struggle and forget that you got another struggle that's in another department i wish everybody in here that knows you watch this you may not be let's go where you want to be but you can thank god that you're not where you used to be can i get you to release five seconds of worship right there go five four three thank you jesus two thank you jesus one Say, thank you, Lord. More power. He says, I'll give you the ability to do right when wrong is easy. He said, I'll give you the ability to decline when you want to accept. Ooh. I'll give you the ability to ignore when you want to peek. I wish you would sit next to some honest people. I'll give you the ability to shh when you want to speak. Because some of you, watch this, you've gotten so used to just letting your mouth just. God says, I'll give you more power. I'll give you the power to www.shh.com. Then the last definition of power, it means excellence of your soul. To excel means to go beyond. Say, say I excel in what I do. Can you please say that so that every part of your body understands that? Say, I excel in what I do. So God says the kingdom of God doesn't consist in talk, but it consists in excellence of soul. What's your soul? Mind, thoughts, will, emotions. God says, I need your soul excellent so that your life will be excellent. Sometimes in life, we try to fix the fruit, but the root is jacked. That's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's still 
And after you put that bright red on that pig, that pig is going to roll in the mud. God says, I'm not interested in you looking great. I'm interested in you being great. God says, I'm not interested in you just talking the Christian talk. I'm interested in you walking the... Y'all just rolled up on me. Interested in you... No, go ahead, baby. Go ahead, baby. They just rolled up on the... I'm interested in you walking the Christian walk. I'm not interested in you just wearing a, a cross t-shirt. I'm interested in you bearing your cross. Huh? Somebody shout power. power. So well, let me give you this principle. Whatever we behold, we become. Whatever you see, you will be. Say whatever I behold, I become. Hebrews 12, 12. Here's what it says. Looking to Jesus, which means, say, look. That means I got to behold Jesus. It says, it says, looking to Jesus, who is, who is the founder and perfecter of our faith. That's a good scripture. That ain't the right scripture. Amen. Mm -hmm. Somebody say he's the founder and perfecter of our faith. He says, looking unto Jesus. Somebody say, look at him. Looking unto Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. Somebody say, he endured the cross. That's good. Why did he do it? Because of the joy that was set before him. Why do most people not walk but just talk? Because they don't realize what's been set in front of them. God says, I set some big stuff in front of you. And big things is popping, but you let little things stop it. Somebody say, look at him. Looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, what did he do? He endured the cross. Look at me. The cross represents suffering. It represents pain. It represents punishment. It represents what was happening. They were beating him. What does it represent? He's bleeding. That means his life is leaking. How do you handle your cross? It's quiet. You sat a minute ago. Say he endured the cross. What did Jesus never do while he was carrying that cross? Complain. You mad because the line is long. And God says, you want to be a boss and you can't even wait. I pray you ain't sitting next to somebody, watch this, that doesn't recognize what we just said. Because now at one point while he's carrying that cross, where Jesus is like, I can't stand these ninjas I'm about to die for. Ninjas, I can't stand these people. Imagine, Jesus knows everything about everybody. Watch me. He knows everything about everybody accusing him. So while they're throwing rocks, Jesus is going to be like, dude, you was at the juke joint last night with Suzanne. That ain't your wife. Juke joint. My millennials don't know what that is. They're Googling it. 
But for everybody else, my, my check writer's in the building. Y'all know what the juke joint is. For everybody with a landline, you know what the juke joint is, huh? Multi-generational, I gotta reach everybody. Watch, 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 watch. Not once did Jesus say, for real? I didn't even do nothing. Except be called. Let me tell you what you did. You got picked. <laughs> when you decided that I will bless the Lord at all times, God says, I picked you. Watch this. Watch this. Let's move. Watch this. Who the joy who was set before him, he endured the cross. Say he endured the cross. Enduring your cross means you don't complain while you're carrying it. I need you to learn how to smile when you want to cuss. Excuse me. <laughs> Y'all give me a 15-second praise break right through here. Let's go. Okay. I, I, you said, Bishop, why are you doing all that? Because let's tell the truth. Sometimes when we're bearing the cross, we want to take that cross off our back. Lay it down for a minute. <laughs> and go get everybody on the sidelines and say, now what did you just say? Let me help you because you need some help. See, some of y'all, your cross is your family. And you got to get fasted up just to deal with them. And God says, I need you to stop talking all that talk and carry. Would you just lay your hands on yourself and say, carry. That doesn't mean you don't have human moments where you may think to yourself, this is a lot. How's that cross? A lot? <laughs> How many times you want to give up? A lot? But whatever I behold, I become. So when I look at Jesus, who's, watch this, let's tell the truth. Some of our crosses we deserve to carry. What is the cross? Our burden, our frustration, our issues. Some of our stuff we actually deserve. He didn't deserve his. And you know what he did do? He never complained. What's patience, Bishop? It is the ability of pressure you can take before you get negative and begin to complain. You're not patient because you waited and complained the whole time. All you did was wait. You're patient when you want to complain and you just say, to God be the glory. Praise him. Hallelujah. Can we practice this real quick? Can you just say, thank you, Jesus? Thank you, Jesus. So, so tomorrow when, when, when you bear that cross and you want to complain, you just say, just... See, some of y'all, watch this. You can't even, like, the thought of doing that right now got you, got you all messed up in your section right now. Watch this. He endured the cross. Let's go. He endured the cross. Here's the next part. 
He despised the shame. That's deep. Say, say despised the shame. Say it again for me. Say he despised the shame. In other words, in other words, watch this. That word despised there, it's interesting because that means all he did, watch this, was it comes from a word that means he looked at it. You, you missed it. You missed it. I can't look at something, watch this, unless it's not in me. Let me back that thing up. I can look at this stuff on the table. They got all kind of gadgets on the table for me. I can only look at these things because these things aren't in me. You're not catching it. So when it says, watch this, they were trying to throw shame on him and make him feel less than and make him feel like he's not good enough. Jesus said, I'm not internal. Come here. I'm not internalizing that. I need you to touch your neighbor and say, no shame in your game. No shame. I'm not internalizing that. I'm just going to look at it. Y'all missed that. Y'all missed it. You know what we do sometimes? We internalize shame. Woe is me. Oh, I messed up all of that. Stop all that. God says, he looked at it. That's what despised me. He looked at it. He said, I see what you want me to be. I see how you want me to act. But I need somebody to say tonight, say, but I'm not taking that bait. I rebuke your shame. I rebuke your condemnation. I rebuke you feeling like God don't love you. I rebuke you feeling like nothing's going to work for your good. Somebody say, I despise the shame. Then it says, he's seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Right hand means the power. So, what's this? So, whatever I behold, I become. So, Jesus endured the cross. He didn't internalize the shame. And for that, he was seated in power. Let me say it again. He endured the cross. Say, I have to endure my cross. Say, I'm not internalizing the shame. Say, so I get seated in power. Y'all got it? Now, let, let me do this. So I gave you this point on Sunday that power is produced through your process. Remember that? 2 Corinthians 4, 7, but we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that the surpassing power belongs to God and not us. Verse 8, we are afflicted in how many ways? Every way. Got it? But not crushed. Somebody say, I'm still here. Watch this. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. So that means I'm confused, but, but I haven't thrown in the towel. I need you to encourage everybody in your section to say, don't do that. Some of y'all got the towel right here. I rebuke you holding your towel as if you're going to threaten God. What? Come on, this is Wednesday. Can I be real? Yeah. All right, watch this. Perplexed but not driven to despair. Verse 9, persecuted but not forsaken. That means people are talking about you. People are saying things about you, but you're not forsaken. You're not by yourself. Struck down, which means you get some no's, but you're not destroyed. I need you to let every no, watch this, make you recognize you're closer to a yes. I need you to realize every no means there must be a yes getting ready to come up somewhere through here. I wish you release this in your sex and say a yes is coming. So now here's the point I couldn't get to, the second point <laughs> on Sunday. God's power is perfected in our weakness. Now think about that. So, so God's power is perfected in our what? Weakness. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8. 
This is the Apostle Paul, and the Bible says he's got this thorn in the flesh that's given to him, a messenger of Satan to buffet him or to taunt him. Um, it, it literally means a blow. Pick this out. Verse 8. Three times I pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. He's like, God, please take this. Listen to me. There's certain things you're like, God, why am I still dealing with this? Can we be honest? There's certain things you're like, God, why haven't you changed this? I wish the middle section was honest. Because y'all just looking at me. Can we be honest? Can we all be honest in the room? That there's been things you've been like, God, seriously, why isn't this different? And here's the deal. You'll see other areas of your life improve while simultaneously seeing certain areas of your life you're like. And people are telling you to be excited about these areas. But you're looking at this area. So three times he pleads with the Lord. Let's write. Three times I ple pleaded with the Lord about this, that it should leave me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for what? You. What's grace? Grace is when God gives you something good you don't deserve. Stop. God says, Paul, if you think that you did what's happened in your life, you got me messed up. Okay, let me translate. Um, that means, if, Paul, if you think you're where you are because of how good you've been, you didn't realize that the only reason you are where you are is because of my grace. Where are the people in the building tonight that can say, God, thank you for your grace? I need somebody on YouTube Live and Facebook Live to type that word in, grace, grace, grace. We are where we are because of God's grace. He's been good to us when we didn't deserve it. So here it is. He said this. Uh, he, says, he said this. My grace is sufficient for you. Watch the line. For my power is made perfect. Made means it's a process. In your weakness. Stop. He said, Paul. When you are at your lowest, that's when you will finally get out of the way so that my power can be at its. So for everybody, with certain areas of your life, you're like, I can't take no more. God is like, great. Finally, you'll get off the stage so I can get on the stage. He says, my grace is, watch this, my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses. In other words, here's what Paul says. I'm not ashamed that I can't do it in my power. I need his. Say, Lord, I need your power. Lord, need your power. Now, let's pretend, come here. Let's pretend, let's pretend. We're going to put this real, make it tight. Make it tight, make it tight. Now, here's the deal. Well, let me show you what he means. So, Paul was saying, there's certain things in life that, here, try to open it. And you can't open it. Oh, it's too tough for you, huh? Too tough for you. <laughs> There's stuff in your life that looks easy, but for some reason it's hard. It looks like it should be simpler, but for some reason it's so difficult. You thought one conversation would have fixed it and ain't nothing changed. So here's what Paul says. Here's what God says. God says, in your weakness, Paul, my strength. What you couldn't do, they missed it. Let me run this back. Paul can't get it open. It looks simple. Matter of fact, you can see what you're about to get. 
you can see what you're about to possess. It looks simple, but for some reason it's... Paul said, Paul said, I need God like a fish. And God is like, Paul, can't get that, huh? You asked me to give you, watch this, you asked me for you to be able to do that three times. But if I let you do that, you're going to look at them. And you're going to be excited that they think something great about you. I need you looking at me, Paul. God says, God says to Paul, I need you looking at me and not them. Because if you'll keep your eyes on me and your focus on me, when you're weak, my strength and my power is made perfect. Paul said, y'all not saying nothing to me. Paul said, I boast in my weaknesses and I'm not ashamed that I can't do it in my power. I need his. Can I get everybody in the building and everybody online to say, Lord, I need your power. So here's what he says, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me for the sake of Christ. Then I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Paul says, Paul says, when these things happen, I'm not upset about them anymore. Come on, y'all. He said, say, say, say content. Paul said, I'm not tripping about this anymore. I'm not crying about it. I'm not losing sleep over it. I'm not going to stop eating. I'm not going to eat too much. About what things? Watch this. About what things? What things? Weaknesses. So that means if I can't do it, here God. Go on, open that up for me. Some of y'all are sitting there. God, you must hate me because he won't open. God says, no, I won't let it open. Because in your weakness, my strength. And some of y'all, you literally, with your relationship, you literally, God, just make it work, make it work, make it work. I didn't put too much out on Instagram. These people need to think of something. Make it work. Make it work. God says, God says, God says, Paul says, in my weaknesses, I'm not upset. God, I need you. And when I make the handoff, any football players in the room? All right, now come on here. Yeah, come come here. Come here. Come on, you want me my tail back? Come on. Are you ready? Touch your neighbor. Say, let God take the hand off. You ready? All right, this blue twenty-two, which means you're gonna hit the two hole. On on two. Ready? Hut hut. Touch your neighbor. Say, let God take the hand off. Here's what you're doing. Just run the play. Run it back. God is like, please let me do this. Please let me fight for you. Please let me get vengeance on your enemies opposed to you trying to get vengeance on your enemies. And God is like, please let me get that up off of you. And, and you run the play. <laughs> and here's what you do. And then you try to run your own. And then here's what you tell God. I'm just so tired. And God says, that's because you're carrying something I never meant for you to. 
carry in the first place. Would you please release a praise tonight if you say like Paul, I will boast in my weaknesses because God, I need you. Go. Weaknesses, insults. Paul said, let them say what they're going to say. You know what many of us won't do? What they say? Uh-uh. Nah, I'm finna get her together, right? Paul said, look, people gonna say what they wanna say. Let me tell you, the greatest freedom to have is freedom from folk. They gonna say what they gonna say. So if I wear chucks, they gonna say something. If I wear dress shoes, they gonna say something. If I wear a suit, they gonna... Y'all not hearing what I'm saying. In other words, Paul said, they gonna say what they gonna say. At least they talking about me. So Paul said, hardships, persecutions, and calamities. Paul says, I'm not upset about that stuff anymore. Touch your neighbor and say, don't be upset about that anymore. He says, because when I'm weak, then I am. When I'm weak, then I am. But I thought it was God's power. Oh, see, it is. God says, because when you learn to give it to me, when you learn to let me handle that, when you learn not to be upset about it, all of a sudden the power that's in God becomes the power that's in us. Meaning you're going to walk around with such a peace. Y'all not talking to me. You, you, you're going to walk around and people going to be like, don't nothing shake you. And you're going to be like, you know what? That may have been true back in September. That may have been true in October. But when I stepped into the last two months of this year, somebody holler, I'm in this strong. Which brings me to this last point. Perfected power, this is where we're about to shout, produces plenty. Say plenty. All of this is because we're looking unto Jesus. See it? How could Paul endure that stuff? He looked unto his third point. Perfected power produces plenty. I need you to release this. Say your first and last name, please. Say plenty is coming to you. Right. Now, I realize some of y'all, you're like, it's hard to say good stuff like that. I rebuke your slave mentality that makes you think you have to confine yourself to your failures and your mistakes. Life and death are in the power of the tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. I ain't lying, I'm prophesying. Say perfected power produces plenty. What's this? Ephesians 3.20, we're done. Now unto him who is able, I like how English says it, who is able to do far more abundantly Look at that. Far more. It's three separate things. Far. That's beyond. More. That's full. Overflow. That's overflow. Abundantly, excuse me, it's overflow. So far. More. Let's go. Let's go. Stop. 
that we ask or think. Say pray. Say or think. Here's just deep. Sometimes you'll say, I never prayed that. But you said it in your head. According to, can I get you to shout that word like it's white at the bottom of that screen? According to the that works. God says, I can do far more abundantly, but it depends on you. I need you to make sure you're sitting next to somebody that says, I want What does far mean? It's going to be far from where you started. It means you're going to go beyond what your bloodline's gone. It means you're going to go beyond what other people have seen, what other people have known. Somebody say, I'm going far. Not just far, but then he says more. Watch this. More means, God says, once you think it's good, I'm going to make it even better. Once you're happy, God says, I'm going to turn that up. Once you have no debt, God says, now I'm going to make you the bank. Once you have far, I'm going to do more. And then he said, because I, I need you to be a blessing, I need you to do it abundantly. But how do we get to far more abundantly? We got there through being weak. And we learn what weak means, right? So, so now we understand what that means, right? Okay, we, we, I taught you what that means, right? That weak don't mean you walk around, I, I can't do nothing. No, no, no. I just taught you what weak means. But, 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 how did we, but how did we get to that place? We got to that place because we had to go back to powers produced through our process. So how do we get to far more process took us to weakness Weakness turned us to Jesus. Jesus took us to plenty. Did you catch that? So here's my question for you. Here's your homework. You ready? You ready? You ready? What are you beholding? Because whatever you behold, you become. Say, whatever I behold, I become. Say, Lord, I'm looking to you the author and finisher of my faith. Forgive me for my complaints. Come on, y'all, let's go. Say, say, forgive me for my complaining. Say, forgive me for my whining. Forgive me for not beholding you. Say, I receive power tonight. Come on, y'all. Say, I receive power tonight. Say, I ask that you fill me tonight with the power I was just taught about. So that when I get to Thursday, I see victory like I've never seen it before. Say, when I get to Friday, come on. 
I see victory like I've never seen before. Say, I'm expecting you to do something amazing in my life. Say, it's winning season in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody in the building and everybody online that believes God's going to release power to just give them a shout? Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, and at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God, and they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means. That not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father... In the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do, I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. 
They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.